But it's so good to be here, and I'm excited to preach the word. Can I just, before I preach the word, I've got a word for you, Pastor Raj. Can you stand? I will. So I'm really praying this is of God and not just the coffee that I've drunk uh, this morning. So, But I, I just had this sense this morning, um, I, I think we all face challenges in life, but I just sense there's some things in your life that have just not been fair. You've not been treated fairly, almost unjustly. I, I don't know if that's correct or if that bears witness with you. A bit like Joseph, you know, who was treated, not because it was right or wrong, just treated unfairly. And, you know, one of the things about when that happens in our life, um, if we don't allow God to turn it around, and sometimes only God can turn it around, uh, it, it creates bitterness and resentment in our life. And, you know, coming into the ministry, and I heard he's just got his credentials. One of the things, we've got to keep a good heart like Pastor David. I don't know how he manages to do that all the time, but we, we've got to keep a right heart and a right spirit. And I really just felt to pray into that, a bit like Joseph that said, you know what, the enemy meant for evil. God is going to turn for good. And uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but Father, I just pray right now. Father, I thank you for the call upon this family's life and his life. And Father, I just pray right now, Lord, what the enemy meant for evil, you're going to turn. Father, there is going to be a shift. There is going to be a turning around. There is going to be a switching around, Father, of what has happened in the past. But Lord, I pray that the future can never look like our past in Jesus' name. So we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. This morning I want to speak about the ironic blessing, not the ironic, but the ironic blessing, um, which most of you, I think we sing the song, uh, you would know the blessing. And I don't know about you, how many of you believe God wants to bless you? You know, I've always got to have a little chuckle to myself because every now and again I've got to amuse myself. But I've always got to have a little chuckle when people say, you know, the whole blessing thing, that's just, a, you know, that's just an American gospel or it's a prosperity gospel. But how many of you know it was God that always initiated the blessing? It was God that wants to bless us. When God created Adam and Eve, He blessed them. And I just want to speak about that this morning because I think it's so important to understand, especially in the day and age that we're living in. Now, can I say there was two people in the Bible that pursued the blessing of God. One was Jacob, and you probably know this story. He wrestled with God and woke up in the morning with a, a limp. And I don't know about you, but the older I get, there's often nights where I think, God, who did I wrestle with last night? And I sort of get out of bed in the morning and hobble along. And, uh, but he was one, and God blessed him, and he fought with God. But there's also um, Jabez, and you know the story of Jabez, or hopefully you know the story of Jabez, who said, God, I want you to bless me, extend my territory. But 99% of the time, the blessing was always initiated by God. And when God established the Aaronic priesthood and the Levitical priesthood, He said to them, He said, whenever the people gather... Whenever they meet for sacrifices, which they did in the Old Testament, he said, I want you to speak blessing 
over their life. How many of you have discovered there is something powerful about speaking blessing? You, you might have experienced people speaking curses over your life or speaking negativity, and, and that has an impact. But how many of you know when we speak blessing, there is something so powerful about that? And I just want to read this blessing. And I said, you probably know, you probably know this song, and I just want to break it down a little bit. It says in Numbers 6.22, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace so that they shall bear my name on the children of Israel and I will bless you. Isn't that cool? How many of you believe God wants to bless you? Just slap somebody on the back and say, God wants to bless you. God's heart has always been for blessing. And it begins with that wonderful verse, the Lord bless you. How many of you know you don't have to just bless people when they sneeze? The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. I, one of the things, I, wasn't the praise and worship fantastic this morning? I, I, I don't know about you, I love praise. And probably the one thing I've always remembered of these two, they were always love. Remember David on his guitar in the youth rallies? and play, They were such worshippers. And I love worshipping because when we worship, how many of you know we get to bless God? We get to honour God. We get to declare His goodness and His grace and His majesty. But how many of you know when God blesses you, it's not in word, but it's in deed. He invokes His blessing upon you. He empowers you to succeed. How many of you are glad that when you praise God and you go, God, you're awesome, you're mighty, you're brilliant. God doesn't just look down and go, thank you, Pastor Dave, I appreciate that. Good on you, mate. How many of you know He doesn't respond in word, He wants to invoke his blessing. He wants to empower us. He imparts that blessing and his power upon you. And if you were to do a study of the blessing of God, it's always manifest right through the Bible in five ways. Prosperity, increase, fruitfulness, victory over your enemies, and favor with God. So when we talk about God bless you, Prosperity, increased fruitfulness, victory over our enemies in favor with God. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 says, True enrichment comes from the blessing of the Lord. With rest and contentment in knowing that it all comes from Him. Isn't that brilliant? I love it. I know some people are working so hard to succeed, so hard to reach the top. They want to lead a blessed life and a good life, and they end up worried and stressed and burnt out. But how many of you know when God blesses you, it gives you peace. He gives rest along with it. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and one translation says, and He adds no sorrow to it. It's always been the heart of God to bless and empower us to live a blessed life. 
The devil has always sought to rob and steal. But God seeks to give us life. Real life. (laughs) Abundant life. Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Sorry, let me jump in ahead. The Lord makes me. And I want to just speak. One of the things that I want to do today, after I've preached, uh, we're going to do that song. And I really want to pray this blessing over you guys. It's really felt as a church to speak this over you. But it goes on in verse 24 and says, The Lord bless you and keep you, which speaks of the divine protection of God. We live in a world today, and you'd all be aware we've just gone through this pandemic, which created so much fear in so many people's lives, and people were afraid of everything. I went to the Philippines just recently, and people are still paranoid. People are still worried about travel and everything. I, it was interesting. I didn't realize how much I touched things until I was traveling. You know, you go down the airport, and I'm running my hands along the 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 whatever escalators and I'm in the lifts and I'm holding on and you know I'm thinking oh my goodness I don't know who so I better go wash but how many of you know there's fear being because of it and there's so much fear and turmoil in the world economic instability and all that is going on people over that pandemic they were scared to go to work they were fearful to go to the shops go to cafes people were worried about going to church but how many of you know that just as fear opens up a door faith opens up the door to God to intervene in our lives and I love Isaiah 40 verse 1 41 verse 10 says fear not turn to somebody and say fear not not. for I am with you do not be displayed I'm your uh, dismayed I'm your God I will strengthen you I will help you I will uphold you with my victorious right hand Isn't that awesome? Do you know, I often say if we just believed half the choruses that we sing, man, we'd be dangerous. (laughs) We'd be so full of faith and power and we often come to church and we're declaring the goodness of God and we walk out and (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to cope with life. (laughs) What a great scripture, fear not. And I don't know about you, I don't want to live my life in fear. Please, I'm not talking about we, we need to be concerned. We need to be careful in lots of things that we do. But I don't want to live my life in fear of what might happen. But I want to live a life of faith because of the promise of God. And what God has declared. Psalm 5 verse 11 says, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let, him, let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice. Amen. That's why you guys are such a rejoicing church. Because yeah. you love God. Yeah. And you love to declare His goodness. Yeah. Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge and our strength. An ever present help trouble and that awesome how many of you believe that this morning that's the blessing of God Psalm 91 I know when that pandemic hit and I, I, I nobody knew what was going to happen and I used to read this 
nearly every day just reading the psalm just to go, God, I don't know what the future holds, but you know, you hold the future. You know what's in the future. And Psalm 91, I love it. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely he will save you from the foulest snare and the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of night or the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling... How many of you know the Bible says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask anything of God. How many of you know that's a place God wants to bring us? That's the place of relationship, isn't it? Isn't it wonderful? How many of you are married here? Don't look so disappointed. It's okay. (laughs) But when you meet that person and that, you, you just want to spend the rest of your life with them, don't you? I was very foolish when I first started going out with Alison. We hadn't even officially started going out. And I, I, I can remember one day just catching up with her. And, and I knew I just wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. And I said, I don't want to go out with you. I just want to marry you and spend my life. How many of you know God wants us to come to that place of relationship? We just want to dwell with Him. We just want to abide with Him. We want to be with Him. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who's my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. For He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways with long life. Will I satisfy Him? And show him my salvation. How many of you believe that this morning? Amen. That's God's heart. Number 625, it says, The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Um, Psalm 80 verse 3 says, Restore us. Oh God, make your face shine on us that we may be saved. You know, there's something powerful when we understand that God wants to shine upon us. God is looking upon us with favor. How many of you know you can tell the mood of a person just by the way they look? How many of you have ever come home after work and just one look or am I the only one? You, you know whether it's, you know, whether it's shining and things are going to be good or, sorry, I've just got to go fix something in the shed real quickly. Just one look. How many of you know God's not angry with you? God's not upset with you. God's not mad at you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And His face is shining upon you this morning. There is something about that glow in a person's face. They always tell me when women are pregnant, there's a glow. 
something radiant, new life. But you also know when someone's face is not shining and they look like thunder. I know this never happens to Pastor David, but sometimes I walk into church on a Sunday. You know, I just say, I want to greet everybody. And I look at some people's face and I sort of go, (laughs) I think I'll go that way. Thunder from down under. And you want to run and you want to hide. But I want to tell you, God's face is shining upon you. Ephesians 1 4 says, He chose us in Him, handpicked. Isn't that awesome? He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. In love He predestined us to be adopted as His sons and daughters through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will. I love that. I love. How many of you know God never wastes words in the Bible? His pleasure. He chose you. He wanted you. In fact, you know, John says he, you didn't choose him. He chose you. And he appointed you. God's not angry with us. He loves us. I don't know if you know the story of Elijah on Mount Carmel, but it's an interesting story because uh, he basically sets a challenge to the prophets and he says, why don't we... Get this sacrifice ready and we'll do it. And they get it all ready. And he says, now you pray. And if your God, whoever answers by fire, will know he's the real God. Another story. First Kings 18, 26. So they, the, the prophets of Baal, they took the bull, given, uh, the bull given to them and prepared it. And they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Oh, Baal, answer us. They shouted, but there was no response. No one answered. They danced around the altar they had made. And at noon, Elijah began to taunt them. He was a bit of a tease. Shout louder. He said, surely he's a God. Perhaps he's deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's asleep and must be awakened. One translation says maybe he's on the toilet busy. So they shouted louder and they slashed themselves with swords and spears as was their custom until blood flowed, but nothing happened. Aren't you glad we don't serve a God of wood or stone, but we serve a living God. He's a God who loves us. He's God whose face is shining upon us. He's a God that neither slumbers nor sleeps. He's a God that's paying attention. Isn't that an amazing thought? I think, you know, all, all the people on the planet, two and a half billion Christians or something like that these days, and every one of us, he knows our prayers. He knows our hearts. He knows everything about us and he's concerned. He knows how many hairs we've got upon our head. And for some that's a bit less than others, but he knows us. He's paying attention. He's concerned about us. And there's something powerful knowing that God wants to make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Psalm 116 verse 4, it says, I cried out to the Lord, God, come and save me. And he was so kind, so gracious 
because of his passion towards me, he made everything right and restored me. How many of you know we serve a gracious God? We serve a loving God. Romans says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance, isn't it? It's not his anger. It's not his you wicked thing. It's his love. It's his kindness. I love verse 26. It says this, and give you peace. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. When God's face is towards us, we know we have his undivided attention. How many of you know when your kids are not paying attention? So we go, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> I'm about to say, how many of you know God's giving us his, un- God God's gives us his undivided attention. You know, they say in marriages, often a lot of marriages struggle with communication, but me and Alison have come up with a very simple way of communication, which I think is very effective. We, we understand each other. How many of you at that place in marriage, you just understand one another? When we're about to chat, if there's a smile, it's going to go well to chat. If there's not a smile, <laughs> or just speak to the hand, you know. Sweetheart, can I just tell you? You know, there's trouble. But when they stop and they look and they stare into your eyes, you know, you're going to be able to have that conversation. You've got their undivided attention. Uh, my wife thinks I've got ADD. I'm not sure about it, but I think my grand, I'm sure my grandkids have. And there's sometimes when you just got to grab them and say, stop, just, just look at me, look at me. <laughs> Give me your attention. But he says that the Lord may give you peace. And that's the the Hebrew word shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. It's the Hebrew concept of peace rooted in the word shalom, wholeness, completeness, soundness, health, safety, prosperity, prosperity, carrying with the implication of permanency. Whenever the Jews greet each other, they go, shalom, shalom. Peace, peace. Again, they're speaking blessing upon one another. There's something powerful when we speak blessing. May God's peace be upon you. Isaiah 26.3 says, He will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. How many of you know worry and faith are exactly the same? How many of you, any worries here? No, don't put your hand up. But how many of you know worries when the same thing just plays round and round and you just can't get it out of your mind? How many of you know faith is when you just focus on the Word of God and just let it play round? My God is able. My God's my healer, my deliverer. And we just focus on the solution, not the problem and he says those whose mind is set on you he will keep in perfect peace because he trusts you may God grant you peace nothing missing nothing broken and then verse 27 so so they will put my name on the Israelites 
and I will bless them. How many of you know there's a battle going on in the world today? Who you're going to trust? Who you're going to rely upon? Who you're going to put your faith in? Who you're going to worship? I don't know about you today, but there is so many things that, we, that can get our attention that is trying to um, take us away from just, just being, giving God our undivided attention. There's a million and one things always uh, vying for our attention these days. There's a battle going on. Who gets to put their name upon our lives? Psalm 20 verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Whoever we give our allegiance to, our worship to, our trust, that's whose name gets put upon our lives. And Revelation 13 you know, talks about how the devil wants worship and he wants to get us, put a mark on us so we will worship him. But how many of you know God's put a mark upon us? Because we love Him. And we trust Him. Romans 10 verse 13, you probably know it well, but it says, For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And how many of you know when you call upon His name, He puts His name upon you. He puts His mark upon you. What an incredible promise of the blessing God wants to give us. And like every promise in the Bible, I don't know if you've realized this, and I'm sure you have, but every promise has to be appropriated. It has to be accepted. It has to be action. Pastor Raj, have you got a phone on you? Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I needed a new phone. (laughs) How many of you know all of the promises are yes and amen? But they've got to be actioned. They've got to be appropriated. We've got to be able to take them and say, thank you, I'll make this mine. Sorry. It needs to be unlocked. Does it? (laughs) (laughs) Had to be a trick to it, wasn't it? But can I just say, God, so many beautiful promises... But they've got to be appropriated. Yes, we, we've got to say, God, I thank you for these promises. And I'm going to ask the singers and musicians to come. And we're going to sing that song. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. And we, we're just going to, I, I would love to pray that over you as a church today. And I wonder if we could just stand and I just want to speak that blessing. But what I do want to say is this, that. If you feel right now that your life is almost feel like going in the opposite direction to the blessing of God. Maybe you just feel like life has dealt you badly or roughly and you just face so many things. And do you know, I believe there's something about coming to the altar and saying, God, today I'm just going to surrender my heart afresh. And as I speak that blessing, I just want you to say, Lord, let it be. I mean, if you know, when we say amen, it's saying amen, let it be, let it be, Lord. And I'm going to pray it over everyone, and I'm not going to pray for anyone specifically. We're just going to pray. But if that's you this morning, and you're just saying, hey, I I want to come and just make an altar before God today. Say, God, I need your blessing. I feel like I've been going in the opposite direction. I feel like I've had so much attack. And today I just want the blessing of God. 
if that's you, come and just, let, let's just fill up this altar this morning. We'll come to the altar and just as we sing it and we, I'll pray it over you as well. But if that's you, come on. Come on. Thank you, Father. We need your blessing, Lord. We need your blessing, Father God. Oh, we honor you, Lord. If you know it, just sing along with us this morning. Come on. Come on. Just while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, just sense this is a holy moment here. People here doing business with God. God's here doing business with people today. And I don't know where you stand, but maybe you're here today and you've never come to that place of decision. Maybe you're here today because someone's told you about what God's done in their life. Maybe you're here because someone shared a testimony. Maybe you're here today, but you've never made that decision. Do you know, I love the book of Psalms. King David said, taste and see that God is good. Can I just say this? Relationship is about getting to know somebody. And I don't know if you don't, if you've never made a decision to say, God, I want to get to know you. Jesus, I thank you for all that you did. You died upon that cross as we heard in communion. You gave your life so I can have life. And today I want to make a commitment to get to know you. I want to make a stand to get to know you. Or maybe you're here today and at one point you made that decision. But you know that life has just maybe got in the way, circumstances, just a whole lot of stuff. And you've not followed through with that. And today you just want to come and say, Lord, I want to recommit my life afresh. If that's you, either for the very first time or as a prayer of rededication, just while every head's bowed, would you just raise your hand? Is there anyone here this morning, either the very first time? Prayer of rededication, maybe. If that's you, there's a team that would love to just encourage you and pray with you. Hallelujah. I want to pray that prayer over your church. I just want to speak that blessing. We've sung it and we'll maybe sing it one more time, but I just want to speak this. I just want to... I want to just command a blessing over you today as a church. What an amazing church you've got. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift His countenance upon you and give you peace so that you will put your name upon us and we will bless you. God bless.